things were like, what happened, and what they're like now, is Dean. Thank you very much, Dean. Hello everyone, my name's Dino and I'm an alcoholic. Hello Dino. It's uh, lovely to be here tonight and um, thanks for uh, asking me to share. And um, you know, what what a change, someone asking me to come and share my experience, strength and hope, you know, I know it of really and that's what I've been given in this fellowship. You know, when I came, when I first came around there was people doing that for me and I didn't realise what they were giving me, what they were giving away. I didn't, I didn't realise um, what I was going to receive if I listened, you know, when I first came in. Because, you, you know, you, you, and I'd like to thank for the welcome I got tonight as well, um, because wherever I go in AA, I can go around the country and it's, the doors are open for me, you know, and you know me and I know you. I've never had that in my life, you know. So I go back, when I came into the... I came in and all I saw was the 12 steps and the 12 traditions, well people, helpful people, too helpful in my mind, I, and I couldn't puzzle, I couldn't, I had to work everything out, why, why these people were bending over backwards to see how I was, see, you know, see where I'd come from and see, they just interested in my welfare, and that spooked me because the life I led, it was unknown, you know, um, and that happened week in, week out. It wasn't a one-off thing. Um, and I saw the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, go back on myself, and tried to work everything out in 10 minutes like I've done all my life. And things, things started to become apparent that there was more to AA than met the eye each week. Some more, more unfolded if I let it, if I didn't, put, if I didn't do my old trick and try and smash something in 10 minutes, work it out, and then move on. And something kept me, I don't know what it was, at the time, I didn't, I felt, how can I say it, I felt hopeless, but I couldn't have said to you, looked you in the eye and said I was powerless, because I still had my old ideas, um, didn't know it at the time, but my then sponsor did, he could see it's a mile off, and, um, I, I, I took some breaking down. I hope if you're new tonight, <coughs> or you've still got that resistance, that you just give in. Because I've had, through my own experience, sitting in meetings and um, smiling, doing what I've got to do, um, telling everyone everything's all right, um, employers, friends, sponsor, um, loved ones, girlfriends, and really, really sitting in pain in a big meeting, a healthy meeting, and I tell you, there's no worse a place to be. But I, I, you or me, or put yourself there, it doesn't have to be that way. Honesty was what I lacked for quite a few times of my sobriety. I was sober, but I didn't have freedom. I weren't a free man. I was sober, but I wasn't free. And, um, you know, a bit deep early on in my share, but until <coughs> till I got honest and opened up and let down that front, nothing started to happen, really. You know, I can go through the steps, I can take inventory, I can pray every day, but if I'm not, if I'm not being honest with one man, crucially honest with my thinking, my actions, my... You know, 
nothing's going to change, nothing, and that was my case. Um, and it cost me, well, I say it cost me a few relapses, you know, because that pain of holding stuff was just tremendous, absolutely tremendous. And you know, I'll go, I'll go back to. I mean, I was a privileged kid. I, um, I had a great upbringing, great education, and um, for all intents and purposes, alcoholic life weren't on the cards. You know, Irish Catholic family, um, you know, religi religious upbringing. It wasn't drummed into me. Uh, it was a healthy, uh, it was a healthy lifestyle, really. Um, always just done enough. C grade student to keep everyone off my back, and um, I'd just do enough in life, and and that got me through. You know, it came to a point where the things I'd get in weren't weren't what I wanted. You know, I've heard this so many times in A, but this is me. My dad would work seven days a week nights for me to do extra maths lessons because I was slacking in work in school <clears throat> wouldn't it wouldn't give a damn I'd just look through the teacher and be thinking where I'd be going after this she's given me this tuition you know Christmas had come he'd work work his fingers to the bone and uh, you know it present me with a Christmas present whether it be a snooker table a bike or the latest thing. I'd play, and I'd play with it for half hour and then I'd quietly pull him to one side and tell him what he should have bought me now that was me to a T, ungrateful, um, selfish to the core. But yet, parents being parents, they'd trip over themselves to to please me, to being an only child, you know. And I went through life like that. Things would please me for so long. Um, I'd cane them, I'd use them, use, lose interest, and then look for the next fix, if you like, and. Uh, then alcohol would come along and blew me away, brought colour to my life, brought a magic, it, it just fired me up. Uh, you know, I often say it, uh, I felt like Adrian Mole, but when I had alcohol, I was like John Travolta. It brought, brought that, <laughs> it brought that spark. But, you know, the day came when it turned its head on me. It stopped doing what it said on the tin. It, it, um, the love affair was was coming to an, an end, and um, I, I I used alcohol essentially for the effect produced, like it says in the book, not because I liked the taste, not because I liked, you know. In the end, it was my it was my function, and it, I needed alcohol to to anaesthetise me from the pressures of life, and they came, which they do for all normal folk. But, <clears throat> you know, and I think I heard Sam say as well, or someone said it at a meeting the other, the other week, no one likes to be told we're mentally, um, uh, mentally wired up from our folks, from our fellows, mentally different from our fellows. And I was one of them people, baffled, because I tried it every other way, you know, like many of us have here. Um, and I put my whole heart into these methods of, of, of turning my life around, you know, and, and I hear it all, and I heard it all through my life, you know, she's such a sweet girl, can't you do it for her, and, you know, 
because I'm in the book. That's why I don't quote the book because, it, but I, I can match my inconsistencies in my travels with that book. That's why I, I know I'm an alcoholic. The hopeless variety described in that text, and um, there's no getting away from it. You know, page by page, I'm in there. Um, I don't, you know, I never chose to be, but thank God I found that book and my group that lives by the book and the traditions. You know. Um, and again, the time—you know—time after time, I'd get taken back to that next drink. Um, it didn't, didn't matter whose art I broke, who I—you know—what what happened, what I did. It—it it just this. I had this mental inconsistency that you know I'd get led back. The insanity, you know. I'm uh, without a program, without direction in my life, without um, without sponsorship, without leadership and example. I know I'm designed to self-destruct. I will drink or use other substances to to anaesthetise the way I feel. That is the way I'm wired up, you know. And it, it, it was explained to me, you know, I, I suffer from. I suffer from an illness that centres in my mind. It, regardless of the exterior things going on, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, sad, ugly. It doesn't matter. I will always, always turn back to to alcohol, or in my case, drugs as well. You know. Um, but yet, for years I looked around and I saw others taking drink with impunity, I'd go out with my dad and we'd, we'd drink a couple of pints and we'd be watching the football and I had a brilliant job in the MI5 building with him and he got it for me, I don't know how he got it for me, but he'd look at me with fear and he'd say, don't do it again tonight son, please, with all sincerity. <coughs> and I'd look at him and I'd say, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I could not see the truth, the false from the truth. I could, And he knew what was going to happen. And again, it had been wait, trying to wake me up the next morning and said, you've done it again. Why do you keep doing this? And I couldn't answer him. You know, and it wasn't until I reached Alcoholics Anonymous and it was explained. You know, that it was explained to me in great detail of what I suffered from. And once I could identify, and I did so strongly with that book, of, you know, the mental inconsistencies of of Bill and Bob and their stories and the doctor's opinion so strongly that how could I not see the solution that followed? You know, when you're in that mire and you read yourself in a book and then they present a solution to you, something switched on to me that I looked around that there was people that latched onto this. Why couldn't I have it? Why could I not have what you've got? And I was told, if you're willing to go to any lengths to, to do this, you can have it. And where I was then, I looked at what I had. I'd just come out of a treatment centre. I had two back bags, you know, and I saw these people with hope. And they were, they were willing to help me. But I was told, there's price that's got to be paid. And I thought, here we go, here's, 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 the, here's the catch. 
And I thought, you know, I've, I've got to sort out some money or something. And he said, no, you've got to go against the grain. You've got to be willing to go through any lengths. And I was asked directly, are you willing? And I, I, I was out of choices, really. And I said, yes, didn't know what was going to be expected of me. But I'd had friends in this room and they'd got well. And I thought, well, they've been unharmed and they've got a good life. I said, yes, I'm willing to go any lengths. And he explained my self-centeredness and my, you know, my selfishness, it has to be smashed. It has to be smashed. And how do I do that? Because I am self-centered and selfish to the core, even today. But through going through this program, I've been handed tools. Um, don't always latch onto them straight away, to my detriment. But when I do, I'm a free man, you know? Um, and what are they? Because life is life. And I, I mean, I look around my group and I've got examples that have had tragedies, um, breakups, and just family, real big stuff. And I see them marching through, helping others, um, reaching out with dignity. Even when they're, you know, the human body can take so much, alcoholic or non alcoholic. And I see these people helping people. A lot of friends helping people with with a bit of pride and dignity and selfless uh, selfishness selfless you know to the, uh, and that drives me on and when I have my problems I can learn from that you know you know it, and it puts my 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 situations in perspective you know and um, I've been given quite I've been given a fantastic life in AA but. My biggest problem is self, you know. When I'm in Dino, I'm not, I'm locked in. I'm going to go deeper. I can't, I can't break out of that unless I use what I've been given, you know. <coughs> do I want to help that newcomer? Or do I want to go deeper into Dino? Do I, you know, do I want to meet someone who I said I'd meet, you know, and, and tell them my experience? Do I want them to take them to a meeting? You know, don't want to get to my own group at half past six, thank you, and, and help set up? Or do I want to just stand around doing nothing? Can I be of use, you know? Uh, can I get involved in service? Yes, I can. There's plenty for us to do. There's so much in this fellowship needs doing, you know. My, you know, I can often be lethargic. I'm a quite a lazy person. I work, I graft, but my thinking's lazy. You know, my thinking is very lazy. And thank God my sponsor knows my character. And um, he, he often emphasises, not to me personally, but how dare we not get excited about what we've got. You know, I've come from a trembling wreck, a trembling wreck, seven months ago, drinking myself to death. Um, you know, I went through the work again with my sponsor um, and I tell you what I'm on top of the world this this you know I've been in a fellowship six years and you know it's not wasted it's not wasted because my experience can benefit others you know and it has done and I don't say that to, to my experience is my experience um, but the last seven months 
have been explosive, absolutely explosive. I, I feel alive. I feel free again through being grounded, taking direction. Not that I always want to do it, but when I do it, I feel like ten, tenfold better, you know, and um, infantry, so important that I look at myself, my conduct, you know, I never looked at anything I did throughout my whole life, I was, you, 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 it all comes back to me, it's all, it's all what I do, you know, and can I correct it, can I move on, today's done, let's move on, tomorrow's a different day, what can I do tomorrow better that I didn't do today, I was always thinking about yesterday, and always thinking about Friday, and missing Tuesday. Today I can try and get grounded and live in Tuesday, you know, and I've had a fantastic sober day today. I really have, I can say that from my heart, you know. I've, what I've done today is I've been free. I haven't, I haven't um, you know, I haven't raised anyone from the dead, but I haven't harmed anyone. I've tried to be useful. You know, I've done my I've done my suggestions. I've connected with my higher power today on a few occasions. Um, you know, something so, uh, indecision and hurry. Today I was caught up in something, and I took five minutes out. I wasn't floating, but I was clear-minded. You know, I was going to ring my sponsor, but I made a decision, and I trust my I trust my decisions today, but. I can think my higher power is telling me what I want. You know, I need guidance on the ground. If I think I've got this one way line with my higher power, I'm in trouble. Bang in trouble. I, you know, I need someone with experience on the ground who's, who's stood by me shoulder to shoulder, you know. All through my sobriety, my recovery, he's been with me shoulder to shoulder through thick and thin, you know, and... Um, he can only relay his experience to me. Sometimes my mind will say, no, you've got this one wrong. But I've never said it. I've always let his suggested actions prevail. And um, he's never done me wrong. He's never done me wrong. And um, I've never had that in my life because it was always Dino's way. Always, throughout my life. And then the consequences I'd live with because of my actions, and my actions were never really that good. My mind thought they were good, but when they, when I played them out, um, it was it was never good. You know, today, my you know, I took my step free, and my life is in God's hands. I totally believe I've got faith, totally faith. And from a two-bit fug loser who self-will run riot, who trampled all over you. Someone giving my will over every morning and, and realising that it's not, it's not my game today. My life is so much easier. I'm, so, I'm free. I feel free. And all I can do is try and improve, you know, on a daily basis. And, um, you know, uh, I feel buzzing to be here and... I'm a lucky man to be alive, and if you're new, just grasp onto this. <coughs> Listen to the people that have gone before you, because they're not leading you up the garden path. They they want you to have what they've experienced, and uh, it's here tonight.